What's up, Festival Tales podcast listeners? Uh, Welcome back for another episode this week. We've got some special guests for you, as we will announce after these few announcements. Uh, For starters, if you guys can please like, subscribe, and write a review for the podcast, we greatly appreciate that, as always. Uh, Secondly, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by The Stage, and that is uh, EDM's central hub. Uh, It's a website, basically. You guys can check out all the content EDM, shuffle videos, Festival content, podcasts, blogs, you name it, they got it. All EDM stuff, so go check them out. And lastly, please submit your festival stories to the Google Drive. Uh, They're all anonymous, so we don't know who submits them, and no one will know who submits them. So please submit your crazy stories, because we want to read some more, uh, and we definitely need a few more going in to the next couple weeks. Yeah. All right, Aid. anything else before we get going here? Nope, we're super excited for our guests we have today, and they have some awesome stories. We got a little sneak peek, and so we're super excited for the guests we have. Our guests today are the boys from Beyond the Beats, uh, Samir and Alex. Say hello, boys. Say hello. Yo, dude. What up? What up, A? Thank you guys so much for having us, man. Like, We're just big fans of what both of you are doing, so to be here on Festival Tales today is honestly, it's such an honor. We really appreciate you guys inviting us. It really is an honor. I mean, I can't think of a better podcast to go on talk about some festival tales. I mean, it's just, uh, it's For nothing sure. like good stories from the festivals, man. So I just, I'm a big fan of your podcast and it's a pleasure to be here. Well, thank there's you guys. Like, there's something, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you there, no, man. No, but no, there's, just, there's something about festivals that just produce the craziest, craziest <laughs> stories, right? And that is obviously a mainstay of your podcast and i just love that like you guys just find the craziest stories and I'm, I'm pumped up that we get a chance to share our crazy stories as well man because alec and i we've been doing this shit for <laughs> oh gosh near five years at this point so we've definitely accumulated some experiences along the way well we're excited to hear them so without further ado what do we got who's going first who's sharing who's spilling the tea let's go who, who we got who we got Alec, I would love to hear your Croatia story, dude. I know you were talking about it before. Ooh, Croatia. No, I mean, yes, let's do it. Are, are you picking me first because you said tea and I'm British? Is that what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't see any Earl Grey over there, dude. You oh, no, no. Right now? See, no Earl Grey. In fact, if I had Earl Grey, I'd have to have gin-infused Earl Grey. That's what's been my kick mm. recently. Ooh, but, a little gin. Yes, all it's right, pretty good right. stuff. But, but all right, Croatia story. So I want you guys to picture yourselves in a beautiful island in Croatia. So you've got the Mediterranean, blue ocean, you've got beaches. And on top of that, imagine if you were on this beach and you saw five separate clubs. That's right. This is called the Iowa Pack, Zerche Beach. And they literally have five outdoor clubs all along one beach. And on top of that, they got things like jet skis. They've got a bungee jump, so they literally have like a crane and if it's like standing in like the the beach area of it and you can like bungee jump right over the water so i mean it's got pretty much everything you want so (laughs) wow i'm nervous (laughs) absolutely yeah there's like that this is like i have to like it's hard to narrow down to one story because there's uh, quite a few stories um but the festival i'm talking about here is that they host like events all year round but the festival i'm talking about is hideout so shout out to all the people that have heard of Hideout, but it's a, uh, a British put on show that takes place on Zerche Beach and it's five days long and it goes from noon, whether they have like pool parties, beach parties, all the way through to about seven, eight in the morning the next day. And that's for like five days in a row. 
Yeah, oh it's my. some serious oh my <laughs> oh, no. So if I had to take one, because as you can imagine, there's quite a few stories, but if I had to yeah. take one thing away from that, it's both unfortunate but slightly funny because everything kind of turned out to be okay. But on the third night, we went to go see Jax Jones. He was playing outside in one of the, the clubs there, and it was just absolutely jam-packed because Brits love Jax Jones, Europeans love Jax Jones, and he just has the best vibes possible. <laughs> we were going with a buddy of ours, um and you know we had pre-game pretty hard so we were there and then we kind of lost him a bit in the crowd like i went to go get another drink my girlfriend and i and we were going back to where we thought our buddy would be and it turns out he was kind of gone but we did see him with a group of girls so i was like okay i mean it's like like, whatever we'll see what happens like let him have his fun but then what got a little bit concerning is that once we saw we even like saw him making out with a girl so like okay we'll give him the space uh then we completely lost him and we're like okay i don't know where it's going jack shows just ended not sure where to go. Do these girls like kidnap him or something? What's going on? <laughs> um, and we and this was like towards the beginning of the night. So this is like 8, 9 p.m. Uh, we looked outside of the club, couldn't see where he was. And then we just were like, OK, you know, I guess he'll text us. I'm sure he's just having fun with the girls. But then lo and behold, it was about four or five hours later. Still no sign, <laughs> four no text, hours no nothing from our friend. <laughs> so we're like, he's either being kidnapped by these girls in either a positive or a negative way. So I was like, okay, either way, he might be having fun or something's wrong. So we were a little bit nervous, but we were like, okay, since it's getting towards the sunrise set and stuff, and there's like there's not really connection out there, we're not going to worry. We're just going to kind of, you know, sink back up right at the end because we have a meeting spot at the end where we're going to go walk back to our... Um, apartments but before we got to that i think it was like the 6 a.m set and uh, i can't remember who it was i think it was like nora and pure or someone was uh oh my gosh yeah amazing that's like the beautiful set for 6 a.m yeah right (laughs) best vibes ever honestly it was just amazing vibes and uh this one was uh this club was jutting out of the beach and it was like on a dock like going out into the water so people were kind of strolling out there was a lot of space it was a beautiful sunrise set and as the sun was up we go into start watching Nora and Pure. Then I turned right and I saw climbing off from the beach bank below the dock was our buddy with no shirt on. He had his like shorts in his hand and oh he was just God. climbing up, going like walking around like this. Had no absolute idea. And he didn't even recognize us. We were like, hello, like, we're here. We've been trying to look for you. And he kind of walked past us. And then we went and tapped him on the back and he looked at us. He's like, oh shit, it's you guys. <laughs> and we're like, where? have you been and so it, it turns out that he went with his group of girls somewhere and then he completely blacked out and absolutely forgot so i don't know oh my if there gosh. Was something that they <laughs> gave him but like we have i've never seen somebody it was the, it was honestly like i'm just glad he's okay but it was the funniest sight just watching someone like stumble and crawl up the beach with like missing shirts and stuff like we never found a shirt or anything like that <laughs> so like it went somewhere um and then he was just like yeah I, I had a great time but i truly don't remember what happened and i was like okay well we've got to go to a yacht party in six hours so <laughs> let's get back home find you some new shirts and get going but uh more of the story is uh always keep track of your friends and that's one <laughs> thing that we kind of let down where we probably should have stuck around even if you know uh, they're getting some room and you don't want to be a cock block so oh my uh, god that's been a hell of a story <laughs> yeah what day of the festival was that i mean that was, yeah that was day three okay probably. so right in the middle right in the. i middle, was gonna right say if that was like the first day that would have been like 
crazy first day. <laughs> yeah, no, no, not the first day, not the first day. Uh, the, it was right on the third day, so it was, it was all right. But um, everything turned out fine after that, and he was okay. Yeah. But clearly, he must have had a good time. I, I, yeah. I wish we knew what type of good time he had, but we have no idea. So it seems like that thing is ongoing. So how much sleep do you actually get during that festival? Uh, it depends really on if you want to hit like the, so they have yacht parties starting at yeah. noon and then they have beach parties at two so it really depends but we probably maybe got three hours of sleep a night four hours of sleep and we we wanted to see everybody we possibly could so we yeah. did do a yacht party we only did two yacht parties one yacht party actually sorry uh but then we did like a beach party the other day so we and, and we were there till like you know closing time so it was wow. like 8 yeah. a.m when we were leaving you gotta make the most of it that oh, was absolutely. me on uh holy ship i went for it was uh, three days i went to holy ship and that was holy ship 2019 i got a total of six hours that entire time because uh, i was just like i was so excited <laughs> and i that same thing like it ends at like 6 a.m and then it starts right back up at noon and i was just so excited going all over the place and like you meet so many people so i was just curious because that's like the same thing for me like just constant party (laughs) i would say that like multi-day festivals are the true test of human strength yes (laughs) because there is no experience quite like it like to 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 be partying nonstop like that surviving off of two chicken fingers a day and getting three hours of sleep a night just just hats off to all my partiers out there all my festival goers because that shit is a true test of human strength 100 <laughs> percent. and then on top of that we had um instead of taking ubers and stuff like that it was a nice walk it was about a mile and a half walk two miles each way so it's not to see too much but i mean as you can imagine wow. like at, at uh, night and then coming back home in the morning those walks are brutal. deadly those walks can be brutal yeah no doubt about it <laughs> mm-hmm. those long Indeed. walks i mean even like sometimes walking from your campsite from the I mean from the festival back to your campsite you're like oh my god it's so far away, God yeah yeah, yeah. For no For doubt. Sure. are those yacht parties I'm curious were the yacht parties like anyone could get on them if you just got there in time or were you like did you have to buy a select like ticket to get on the yacht yeah you had to buy tickets ahead of time uh, that way it wasn't too crowded and it's funny we actually saw Jack Jones again on that was the yacht party we did nice um yeah wow really, you guys really, really do really love nice. him you saw him within like I'm jealous eight hours. I've never <laughs> seen him. Oh, he's an absolute, he, he's a king of vibes. That's what he yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, he's he on really my is. list, on my yeah. list to see. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's like another quick little story from that. When we were on the yacht party, and this just shows like what a stand-up proper guy. I mean, he's a true lad. Is that when people, <laughs> it was kind of like on there, people weren't like, you know, uh, drinks were expensive and stuff. He was like, oh, since drinks are expensive and things, who wants a handle? And he literally threw a couple handles down from the DJ booth. So like there was the deck. <laughs> And then you have like the DJ booth, which is on like the upper level. And he, th- he quite literally threw down like two handles to people. And then instead of just bringing girls up, he actually said, no, no, I want some lads up here. So he just picked random guys <laughs> to come out like bro, oh, hell like, yeah. for the boys. <laughs> for the boys. For the so boys. iconic. That's awesome. Indeed. <laughs> and then he had to pee mid set. So he had the people who come on before him. He was like, shit, I got to go take a piss. Like he said that on the bike. Then he came down and like through the whole crowd. He was like, oh, okay, well, I got some extra tequila the other guys hopped on and he was just pouring tequila down people's mouths like as he was going wow. to the bathroom so stand up guy watching djs run off the booth to go pee <laughs> is just like one of the funniest <laughs> things because just... eric, eric prids did this at the brooklyn show in february 2019 i want to say and just to see him just freaking bolt like right off the stage just like barreling his way through the crowd while his obviously like seven minute songs are playing you know what i mean like it's just like one of the funniest sights you can see dude it's just one of the most human things like 
you just are like, yeah, they're human too. <laughs> like DJ's got to go to the bathroom too. They aren't so God, funny. you mean? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we all got, we all got needs. We all got bathroom needs. So needs. <laughs> but uh, dude, I I love hearing about like your stories in Croatia, man. I really do because honestly, like hideout just sounds like such a vibe. And I honestly have to say, like European festivals truly truly take it to the next level like they really really do have you guys gone internationally yet aid uh, and, ba- and babs it's on my list yeah, on yeah. my list i'm thinking uh i was telling babs this like next year i really want to just grind and make a lot of money so that i could take summer off and just go do international stuff because i'm just go. like Which my heart is festivals. craving tomorrowland for sure um and then I'm thinking about Envision, Costa Rica, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then I'm also thinking about like some Tulum stuff, Day Zero. Ooh, Tulum. Um, I, this hideout thing sounds amazing. That Croatia <laughs> yacht week. I've heard there's like yacht week oh, there yacht or something week like and, that. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yacht something week like that. Like... Want to go to Ibiza? Um, I'm more down to go wherever, and then definitely want to go to Amsterdam dance event because Ooh, aid. Yeah. Aid goes to aid just sounds like the best vlog title ever. So you have to. so genius. Book yeah, it. It. you have to. This is destiny. It's calling you. Quite literally calling. Literally, you. so that's calling my name. I don't know about you, Babs. If you have any, you want to go to. If I were to do anything, it would be like a European leg where I take some time off and I go see Europe as well as go to festivals. So that's how I would yeah. plan it. Uh, and but Tomorrowland for sure is one of those that'd be thrown in there. Um, but yeah, I'd want to go where I could travel and not just do festivals. That's how I like to do my traveling, even here in the States when I do it is like, I want to go to a festival and then I want to see what's around the festival. So I'd like to stay, you know, two or three more days either before or after. But, uh, yeah, I would do that with Europe. Definitely go travel around Europe, check out, uh, the different places like, you know, Italy, Greece, the Alps, stuff like that. And then as well, get some festivals. My biggest though, actually is not Tomorrowland. The one I really want to go to is tomorrowland winter and not many people know about it yeah yes. i do so badly but samir right over there this bastard he doesn't like the cold so he won't go <laughs> I it's indoors cold. it's just at a ski resort you can do some of the stages indoors i i know just but bundle like, up okay okay i gotta i gotta i gotta put my foot down right now okay because yeah. no matter how many how many layers i wear okay no matter how many layers i wear i can never get warm you know and i, I got a fucking parka i got the boots you know i got the, the heavy duty socks i got all that shit i really do but i refuse to go to anything winter like that's why i moved down to san diego i need to be warm and in the sun at all times yeah, man one press and you have your shirt off at 30 degree weather <laughs> <laughs> I just human will, man. You know, the power, mind over matter, my friend. Come on. You gotta... It's a nice little challenge. Yeah, I'd rather not pay all that money to just freeze my ass off. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> no, nobody can can convince me. Alec is talking about the X Games, but... Um, snow globe. Fine, us, snow globe. us three will go, and Samir, you can get the Snapchats, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys send those, those shit. We'll bring a, a flat Samir, a photo of him, and just Honestly, carry those, him around. One of those big blow up heads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is literally just as good as me actually being there in person, so I'm totally fine with that. But um, I, if, it, it, you know, if we're kind of keeping on with this trend of like traveling Europe, I, I really want to talk about my time in Creamfields. Okay? Yes, oh, go for too. it. Go for it. Oh, my gosh. Guys. So let me let me just start by saying that this was my first solo trip. This is my wow. first camping trip, uh, camping festival, I should say. Uh, and this was my first international festival. So just banging out all three of these in one trip was wow. uh, was quite the experience. So 
you know, got to London, right? My flight was delayed by 10 hours leaving New York. So, like, I got to London, like, the, like it was a red eye. became a red eye. Huh. Quickly checked into my hostel, got some sleep, went to go see Virtual Self at a club in London, right? Uh, and then went back to my hostel for a couple hours to sleep, right? Mm-hmm. And then I took the train up to Liverpool, okay? And I got on the shuttle, and I'm like, okay, this is going to be fucking dope. Like, I'm really pumped up for this. Like, I, I don't know who I'm going to meet, what's going to happen. Let's just go with this adventure, right? So get to the festival, set up my tent. Well, first of all, I dump out my tent, right? And uh, here's a pro tip for all you festival attendees out there. Check your fucking tent, okay? Because I <laughs> opened up my tent that I brought, and the sticks were not in the freaking bag. So I'm like, okay, where am I going to sleep? What am I going to do, right? So luckily at the festival, right, they, they have a little camping shop, which is great, oh. right? So they sold tents, one of which is waterproof and one of which is non-waterproof, okay? So the non-waterproof one is like 20 pounds cheaper, right? And I'm balling on a budget. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get the non-waterproof tent. And the cashier looks at me and he's just like, lad, are you sure you want to get the non-waterproof tent? And I'm like, is this dude trying to upsell me? But you know what? Maybe I'll, I'll heed his warning. And I bought the waterproof tent. Thank God I did, okay? Because <laughs> the UK, people people joke about it, like, oh, there's going to be mud at the festival. No, that shit is legit, okay? That really does happen, okay? So, I, you know, I'm setting up my tent, and it's drizzling. I'm like, ah, whatever, I can deal with some drizzle. Setting up my tent. First day, absolutely gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous day. Having a blast. On the evening of the second night, I'm sleeping, and all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, just rain, pounding my tent, <laughs> shaking my tent, right? And... Keep in mind, you're not sleeping at these things. So I definitely did not sleep at all that night. When I awoke, I could not believe it. The whole, all the grounds were mud, just straight up mud. I was slipping and sliding. People were literally like running and then diving into the mud, sliding in the mud, okay? And I (laughs) shit you not, like I've just never seen so much mud in one place before. (laughs) It is just so gross. Worst of all, worst of all, and I'm ashamed to say this, but it's the truth. Three years later, there's still mud on my LL Bean boots and on my suitcase because I was the freaking genius who was rolling around a suitcase through the mud and walking a mile to the campsite. Yeah. So, look, I, I mean, overall, you know, the whole experience of Creamfields was absolutely amazing. The people there, they love to party. They know how to party. They handle their shit well. And they just love dancing. That's the yeah. best part about it. No matter what the weather is, they just get after it. And, and that's the best part about it. So I would just encourage everybody out there, if you get a chance, go travel internationally because the vibes of the festivals internationally are just so different from the U.S. It really is such a fun time. Uh-huh. Is Creamfields worth the mud? It is absolutely worth the mud. But really? you know what? I was so thankful that like I talked to people on Facebook before going. They're like, yeah. pack your wellies. And I'm like, I don't know what wellies are. So I Googled, <laughs> I Googled wellies on, on Google. I was like, okay, rain boots, got it. So you know, I packed it. I, you know, I brought ponchos and stuff just in case. And I'm so thankful that I did. But seriously, do your research before going to a festival you've never been to before because it could go from A to Z real quick. Yeah, I've seen videos about Creamfields and that's the biggest thing that I see. And I'm like, I don't know if I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> like you with the cold, me with mud and okay. like dirt, like, oh, like I'm fine with camping festivals. I love camping festivals, but adding mud to that, I'm just yeah. like, oh, well, that's, that's why I left, see, Samir left, uh, you know, the cold of the Northeast. I left the UK because of the mud. I left that's the UK. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> It's, you know, it sounds like one of my country festivals, honestly. All that mud. Yeah, right? Getting a little rowdy there. 
Did you wear your cowboy hat somewhere? Dude, you know what? I really wish I packed it. I just couldn't, I couldn't fit it in dude, my suitcase, they looked at you. If I didn't pack the damn tent, I would have been able to fit my cowboy Dude, they would have you know looked at you and been like, so American. <laughs> People just would have taken the piss out of you, my friend. Oh, my God. I should have rocked up looking like Diplo, okay? I'm talking big belt buckle, big 10-gallon hat. I think it would have been a lot of fun. People would have gotten a kick out of it, man. You guys are funny. The mud, oh, gosh. I just remember when I was on... The one festival I went to, which was like I said, a country festival with mud, and uh, this we didn't even have boots, so I was like people, were, and I remember people were losing shoes. Like the mud was so deep, like people were like yeah. someone went in, like had a flip flop, and they like it came out, there was no flip flop, <laughs> it was gone. And and then I remember this one girl that we like we met this group of people and we were hanging with them, these guys, a wonderful group of people from Kentucky, and yeah. um the one of the girls though was like just drunk and just was rolling around the mud. And no one else was rolling. First off, not all, but like she was. And then she like wanted to give a bunch of people hugs, and they were like, "Please get away from me! Like I don't want to do it this mud." Bro, I don't know what it is about the mud at festivals, but it just brings out everybody's like primitive behavior. Yeah, yeah, like, it's all become disgusting animals. But you know what? We're all disgusting animals together. Yeah, I think there's something beautiful about that. The most mud I dealt with was um freaky deaky twenty. 18 or 2019, I want to okay. say it had just rained like that week it had been raining all week. And same thing. You just see people crawling in the mud and like, I wore these brand new combat boots and they got ruined and like, oh, it was 2018. Cause then 2019, it happened again. And I was like, nope, I'm wearing different shoes this time. I'm not ruining my boots. Like, uh, just adds a whole nother layer to it to you worry about. Your, you have <laughs> your you know what? That's, that's a great tip right there. Don't bring new shoes. Yeah. That you know oh, yeah. definitely don't do that. Yeah, I have a pair I of shoes. I have a pair of shoes that are my shitty festival shoes. And let me yeah. tell you, they got holes in them. They got everything. You can't even sneak anything inside those shoes because they'll just fall out the holes in them. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. What would you say is the biggest difference between UK festival goers and US festival goers? Totally. Uh, and, and I've talked to Alec about this so many times, but the number one thing, right, is that the lads in the UK, like, they'll take everything under the sun. Like, they'll take every single powder or pill and drink and whatever, tab, whatever. They'll take it all. And they always hold their shit together. They wow. always just somehow hold their shit together. <laughs> I have never once seen anybody, like, at, at Creamfields just, like, you know, having to kind of, like, you know, kind of knees between the legs. You know the look, right? Just like yeah, completely yeah. out of it. And look, we all get there, right? And like that shit is unfortunate when it happens totally. But the the thing with these people in the UK is like, I guess because they start drinking when they're when they're younger and I, maybe they just kind of build a tolerance so they know how to handle themselves <laughs> and what their limits are, but they'll take everything and they'll be totally fine throughout the whole day. And they don't start shit. They don't start shit. And that's the best part. Like, I, I just I never see any fights break out. Yeah. Nothing. It's just people just down there to have a good time and dance. That's what it's all That's about. That's awesome. Yeah. And same thing with the tire, right? There's difference. Like, is it more casual, would you say, compared to like the rave outfits and that kind of stuff? I think it's very different. I think different. it's very, very okay. different. So, you know, we kind of just talk about like don't wear new shit to festivals, right? But that I feel like only applies to like shoes. Because when it comes to like people actually like, you know, their attire that they wear at festivals, I feel like I've seen a lot of designer attire yeah. at uh, international festivals. I see Alec huh. is shaking his head. So maybe I, I think maybe Alec is agreeing with me here. Uh, he's our he's our UK expert. Uh, <laughs> I've seen a lot of like Stussy 
for instance. I've seen a lot of like, you know, different streetwear brands that, you know, easily are costing $60, $70 a t-shirt. Uh, wow. Well, you know, obviously in the U.S., people put on a lot more flashy outfits, more coordinated outfits. Yeah. Uh, I think the U.K. and the U.S. attire are just very different. Yeah. I was just curious about that because I've heard differences. So I was just curious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I encourage everybody to get out there, travel internationally, meet some dope people. You know, Alec met some dope people out in Croatia. I met a really good friend at Creamfields who, you know, we live in the same city now and, you know, we, we, we link up. Small world. But, it's just a small world, right? Yeah. When you go international, yeah. like you'll you'll find people would just be a small world. Like I, I just remember actually from one of my Mexico trips, uh, I may even be going to some type of festival. Uh that just people I met on the beach who were just traveling there all around and so they've been inviting me to like uh Argentina, uh wow. and like different South American festivals and stuff too. So once once you just meet people internationally, you'll find like, you know, there are backpackers around and stuff. Um, yeah. And then someone we met at um, Croatia, or rather on the way back, uh, our buddy again, like on the way back from uh, Croatia, uh, you know, there's someone who's now DJing at a, a festival coming up in, in Holland. So wow. just shows you a small, small world. Yeah. And you never know who you're going to meet. And that's so mm-hmm. awesome. Like getting to meet di- people from different backgrounds and different interests and everything like that. That's so cool. Um, and you guys have a story together, but I'm curious, how did you guys meet? How many festivals have you guys gone together? I want to know a little bit of that before we get into your stories together. Give us the background of the dynamic duo. <laughs> Alec, you want to take this one? Yeah, I, well, first I'm just trying to think like, uh, so festivals, not as many festivals as, uh, like club nights and stuff. So we used to go to like a lot of club nights in, in New York when we were both back on the East coast. Um, so I was just trying to think what four festivals is it? Yeah, I think you got it, man. Four festivals. Two EDCs, an Ultra. We yeah. went to uh, Mad Decent mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, well, is there another one? I think, think that's it. I think you got it. I, I think that's yeah. it, right? And then, yeah. um, and then just like I can't even count like the club nights. So I'm so not many. even gonna count that. So many. <laughs> <laughs> so many, so many club nights. But we we first met in um in college, so we both went to Rutgers in New Jersey. Oh, um nice. and we were in the same uh, fraternity and our first like real interaction kind of together was uh acting as we were co-social chairs uh for the fraternity so we were putting <laughs> on events you know djing doing yeah. whatever and then we were like and then we found out we kind of you know had a similar appreciation for uh dance music and then just kind of just from there it just took off and then we also did a uh, a spring break uh cancun trip <laughs> as well oh, together fun. that was a lot of fun oh yeah that, that, that was, that that was, was a, a really fun. good time yeah that's I, so I mean, funny over the course of that year alec and i just got so close to each other and i and i was like yo are you going to cancun he's like yeah i'm like want a room and i'm like yeah cool uh so <laughs> That was such a fun trip, and that was our first time traveling together. And I mean, this is this is my fucking G over here. You know what I mean? Absolutely, like we've, we've just been through all of it together. And I think there's just something so special about like how festivals bring people closer together. I think it's amazing. Totally. I was also social chair of my sorority. Oh, there so you go. So I was a social chair, so that made me laugh. <laughs> Which <laughs> yeah. fraternity? We were in Deke, Delta Cap Epsilon. Oh, okay. We had Deke. I went to Arizona State, and we had Deke too. So. Oh, very gotcha. nice. Very yeah. nice. That's yeah, so I was going to say, I heard it's a fun, fun place. Good time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely took some years off my life, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. For some reason, I decided to do social chair three times. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, I only did it one year and I was like, oh, I'm God. good. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. 